Thumbelina. Once upon a time, a tiny maiden named Thumbelina lived in a garden. She made her home under a flower. Her bed was a walnut shell, and she had a rose leaf for a blanket. Thumbelina loved living in the garden. All of the bumblebees and dragonflies were her friends. One night, a toad crept through the garden, saw Thumbelina sleeping, and thought, What a pretty little wife she will make for my son. Picking up the bed with Thumbelina in it, the toad hopped away. When Thumbelina awoke, she found herself on a lily pad far out in a stream. Two large toads were staring at her. The older one told Thumbelina, Meet my son. He will be your husband. Croak, croak, her son said, tipping his hat. Thumbelina couldn't bear to think of marrying the toad. As the mother and son swam away, she began to cry. Luckily, fish had been listening nearby, and they felt sorry for Thumbelina. They sent her lily pad floating downstream. Thumbelina sailed past many towns, finally reaching a beautiful country. There she wove a bed from blades of grass, drank the dew from the leaves, and ate the honey from the flowers. When the first snow came, Thumbelina took shelter with a field mouse. One day the mouse took Thumbelina to call on a very rich neighbor, the mole. As they walked through a tunnel to his grand underground home, they came across a dead swallow. Thumbelina was very sad, but the mole just said, How glad I am not to be a bird. He orders his workers to cover up the hole in the tunnel roof through which the swallow had fallen. That night, Thumbelina could not sleep. Taking a blanket, she crept out of bed to the tunnel. Farewell, dear one, she whispered. Spreading the warm blanket over the swallow's cold body, she laid her head on the bird's breast. But what do you think she heard then? The thump of a heartbeat. The bird was not really dead, only frozen, and the blanket had warmed him back to life. All that winter and on into spring, Thumbelina secretly visited the swallow, bringing him food and drink. Then one day she rushed to him, crying, The mole wants to marry me! Knowing that Thumbelina didn't want to marry the mole any more than she'd wanted to marry the toad, the swallow said, Fly away with me! Thumbelina quickly agreed. She climbed on his back and away they flew. After many days, the bird set Thumbelina down gently in a field of flowers. As tiny people who lived among the blossoms rushed up and welcomed her, Thumbelina felt warm and happy. Finally, she had come home. Aladdin. Once there was a poor young man named Aladdin who was hopelessly in love with a sultan's daughter. Whenever Princess Arya passed by, his heart stopped. Aladdin knew that a poor boy could never win a sultan's daughter, but he swore that he would never love another. Next to the princess, what Aladdin loved most was exploring. One day he discovered a hidden cave, and inside he found an old oil lamp. This was no ordinary lamp. It had been hidden in the cave by a wicked and powerful magician. It was a dusty thing, and Aladdin began to polish it with his sleeve. All of a sudden, whoosh, a burst of light filled the cave, and out of the lamp a genie appeared. Master of the lamp, the genie boomed, what is your wish? Aladdin was astonished, and he knew just what to ask for. He said, I wish for a gift fine enough for Princess Arya. No sooner had he said the words than Aladdin found himself surrounded by riches. Your wish is my command, said the genie, what else do you desire? Aladdin wished for fine clothes and a good steed. Soon, dressed in princely clothes and riding a fine stallion, he was off to the sultan's palace. The sultan and his daughter were charmed by Aladdin's friendly smile. After an enchanting afternoon, Princess Arya agreed to marry him. Aladdin commanded the genie to build them a grand palace, and in an instant it was done. 
Happy beyond measure, Aladdin still told no one, not even his dear Arya, about the magic lamp. One day when Aladdin was away, the princess found a dusty lamp high on a shelf. Hours later, a peddler came walking through the streets, crying, New lamps for old! New lamps for old! Will you take even this old tarnished one? the princess asked. Certainly, came the reply. For this man was not a peddler. He was the wicked magician who had hidden the lamp in the cave, and he was determined to get it back. As soon as he held the lamp, he rubbed it, and the genie appeared. Carry this palace and all of us in it far into the desert, the magician commanded. In an instant, only bare ground remained where the palace had stood. When Aladdin returned home, he realized at once what must have happened. Without wasting a minute, he set out to find and rescue Princess Arya. After wandering the desert for weeks, Aladdin discovered the palace. He snuck inside and surprised his bride. Arya was overcome with joy to see him. We must get the lamp, said Aladdin. The princess said, it's always by his side. So that night as the magician slept, Aladdin crept into his room. He took the lamp and made a wish. When the magician awoke, he was asleep in the sand. Back in the city, Aladdin and the princess thanked the genie for his help. The sultan was so happy that he gave Aladdin half his kingdom. From then on, Aladdin used the lamp only to do good for his people, and he shared his great riches with the poor. Cinderella. Once there was a girl named Ella who was good and kind and beautiful, but her stepmother was vain and selfish and her stepsisters were just as bad. They made Ella do all of the hard work. Since she was often covered in dirt and cinders, they called her Cinderella. One night the prince was having a grand ball, but Cinderella's stepmother would not let her go. Alone and lonely, Cinderella began to cry. Her tears were falling freely when her fairy godmother appeared. Tapping things with her magic wand, the fairy godmother changed a pumpkin into a splendid coach. Six mice turned into horses, and a rat became the coachman. Then the fairy godmother touched Cinderella with her wand. Instantly, instead of rags, Cinderella wore a pink gown and silver slippers. Smiling, the fairy godmother said, Do not stay late at the ball, my dear, for at the stroke of midnight, the magic will end, and it will all be as it was before. When Cinderella arrived at the ball, everyone stopped to stare. Her stepsisters, who did not recognize her, were jealous. The prince thought Cinderella was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen, and he asked her to dance all through the night. She was having so much fun that she forgot to think about the time. Bong, bong, bong. The clock began to strike midnight. Suddenly, Cinderella ran out the door and down the steps. One of her silver slippers fell off, but she kept running. As the clock struck twelve, her beautiful gown turned to rags, and her coach disappeared. All she had left was one silver slipper. The prince was very sad. When he found a silver slipper on the palace steps, he and his men traveled throughout the kingdom, trying the slipper on every lady's foot. At last, the slipper was brought to Cinderella's ugly stepsisters. They pinched their heels and curled their toes, but the slipper didn't fit. Then Cinderella said softly, May I try? The prince ran in to find that the slipper fit her perfectly. When he took one look into Cinderella's good, kind face, he knew she was his princess. It was a grand wedding. Cinderella and her prince danced well past midnight, and they enjoyed each other's company ever after. The Frog Prince 
Once she could always find the princess alone, playing with her golden ball by the pond on the castle grounds. One day she missed her catch, and the ball landed in the pond and sank. The princess didn't want to wade in to get the ball. She didn't want to get wet, so she began to cry. A small green frog asked, What will you give me if I get the ball for you? You can have anything you want, she said. What I want is simply to be your friend. I want to sit with you at supper and eat from your plate. I want to listen as you read aloud from a book and to sleep on your pillow after you kiss me goodnight. Well, the princess was sure that her father, the king, would not welcome a warty old frog to dinner, but she promised anyway. As soon as the frog brought her the golden ball, the princess skipped away to the palace, ignoring the frog's ribbity cries to wait for him. By dinner time, the frog had hopped all the way to the castle, where he called out for the princess. What would a frog want with you? The king asked his daughter. And so the princess told him she'd promised the frog she'd be his friend, if only he would return the golden ball to her. A promise made must be kept, said the king. So the frog joined the royal family for dinner. He ate from the young princess's plate and drank from her cup. After dinner, the princess read to him from her storybook. Much to the princess's surprise, the frog was good company, and they passed a pleasant evening together. At bedtime, the princess carried the frog up the stairs and set him on her pillow. But she had no wish to share her pillow with a frog, even a nice frog. So she said, you may sleep on my pillow. I will gladly sleep here on the floor. She kissed him on his knobby head and said, good night, my dear froggy. In that instant, the frog turned into a handsome prince. The princess could not believe her eyes, but the prince explained that a witch had put a spell on him, and the princess was the first to break it with a kiss. Now they could play and talk for hours, and they grew to be very fond of each other. Best of all, the princess had someone to play catch with, and they never tired of tossing each other the golden ball that had brought them together. <laughs>